Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome back in, folks. This is the Believe in Rams podcast, and it is episode 136 with yours truly, Jake Ellenbogen and Cameron Lynch, former Rams linebacker. Cam, I love doing this with you, so I'm excited. Even though we're talking about a three and six football team, they are not out of it. We already talked about the you know the 24 hour rule, uh, but absolutely love you know chopping it up with you, and I'm excited to get into it. Before we do that. Uh, please be sure if you do like this show that you go and tell somebody you tell one person, another person tells another person word to mouth advertising is the way to go. So it can really help us, uh, you know, grow here. Uh, please subscribe, like rate review, comment, all that jazz. And uh, if you guys are interested in supporting the channel or believe you can go on over to believe.com and uh you know go to our shop i actually have a merch uh thing over there it's jake's takes uh so they sent me some swag and uh really appreciate we're gonna be working on uh some other stuff as well you gotta get a lot of these uh quotes these priceless quotes that cam has on these shows so uh we're gonna be putting that together so be sure to check that out link is in the description if you're watching on youtube uh link is probably in the description if you're you know listening on any sort of uh, podcast platform so before we get into it we got an ad read betonline.ag basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online and as your continued source for all sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long Bet online, always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. So, Cam. The podcast is starting. All We're right. ready to get this thing going. I know you're chomping at the bit, so I'm going to just throw this burning question at you. Uh, who is going to be the number one target for Matthew Stafford with Cooper Cup out? Mm, we know the answer to this, Jake. We know Allen Robinson is that guy. You know, when, when Cooper Cup was in, we talked about it all the time, right? Cooper Cup was always extremely hot. Allen Robinson, we need to get him to at least boiling. So now Allen Robinson moves from the side chick 
to the main chick, right? The main chick, Cooper Cup. He's recovering, you know, all, all love to Cooper Cup. He's he's crushing the season. It's, you know, we always talk about this, the next man up, the next person up. And so Allen Robinson is the guy. Rams paid him a lot of money, so it's time to shine. Also, too, there's the great supporting cast as well. So you got the Van Jefferson, the Brendan Powell, uh, Atwell, and Skronik. So, you know, making sure to involve those guys in the past game. Tyler, you know, Higby as well. He's he's a guy that's been a great staple for the Rams. So that's the way to go. Allen Robinson from the side chick to the main chick, the main receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. Hey, man, I, I agree. Um, I do think that Tyler Higby is going to be a dark horse in this one because we already saw his target shares way up there, uh, unlike anything we've really seen from Higby, right? This season's been going well for him, although I've seen him a little banged up the last few weeks, getting up a little gingerly, you know, after making a catch. They used him a lot last week uh, with John Wolford. Um, I do think that Allen Robinson has to be, like you're saying, the main chick. It has to be. Because when you have that big playability, you have a guy that can go up and high point the football and win at the point of attack. To me, that's the guy that you need. If you, you know, you're in the red area, that's who I'm throwing to. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I know Allen Robinson has been chomping at the bit. He's been getting a couple of passes each quarter here and there sprinkled. But now he's going to get the bulk, uh, the bulk of the of the play there. And then also, too, you know, when you talk about the Saints team, you know, Chris Olave, you got Jarvis Landry, you got guys that can receive the ball on that end. So, you know, I love jumping to the defensive side as well. So making sure to cover those guys up, Alvin Kamara in the pass game, you know, those are going to be guys that that can catch the ball and that can do something with it. And so um, the Rams defense playing lights out, like, like we've always talked about, uh, is going to be really important uh, and shutting those, those X factors down as well. No, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I think starting with the Rams offense, 30th in DVOA, but I mean, 32nd in all of our hearts right now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, the Saints defense, thir- uh, 16th in DVOA, are going to be without Marcus Davenport, going to be without Marshawn Lattimore, going to be without, uh, you know, Cam Jordan. I mean, this team has so many uh, issues going on. I feel like they're mirror to the Rams, but more so they're banged up on the defense side well let's be honest here cam they've also been banged up on the offensive side they don't have michael thomas uh their whole offensive line seems to be really makeshift just like the rams uh seems like a really golden opportunity like we kind of already discussed you know last episode for the rams to get back in the win column and and let's be honest here you know you can say all you want that this season's over uh, but we over here at Believe in Rams don't believe that, right? Uh, not right. until, you know, not until there's a 0% chance uh, all the analytics have, like all the computer simulations, it's down to 0% chance of them making the playoffs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Cam, I'll say this. Um, run the damn ball. I, I, yeah. I know you purpose, like you can't decide that. But <laughs> I'm saying this to the Rams, run the damn ball. I mean, we might as well name this the run the damn ball podcast. I already mentioned that <laughs> the last episode because Najee Harris had success last week. And I have like mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of respect for the guy. I like Bama. I love Najee Harris. I like what the Steelers are doing, getting him, but they really haven't been able to run it with him this year. And he finally got into a groove against the saints. And with all these injuries, I just don't think there's an excuse cam. I know we've talked about this week in and week out since we started this show. There's no excuse this week. You're not winning football games. Run the damn Damn. ball. 
Yeah, so you know, good morning football, they have the scepter, right, for the angry runs. The Rams should aim to get that scepter, right? Henderson, he's now the main chick. So let's go ahead and get Henderson the scepter. I mean, run the ball. And then we talked about Kyra Williams having that flash, coming out of the backfield, catching the football. Let's see what let's see what we can do there. Cam Akers, we have elite running backs on the Ram, on the Rams side of the ball. We believe in the Rams, right? This is Believe in the Rams podcast. So let's go ahead and believe in these running backs. Run the ball. I mean, come on, let's figure it out because, like you said, the Saints defense, they're banged up. You know, let's get a chance. I, I saw um, Najee running over the safeties and the DBs for the Saints. Let's 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 simulate that. Let's do the same thing, you know, here for the Rams. Uh, and it's funny that you talked about the Rams and the Saints kind of going through the same things, you know, watching the Saints versus the Steelers, seeing the Saints defense crush it, you know, um, applying pressure to the quarterback. And the Rams are going to see that this week as well. Um, also, too, you know, when it comes to the Rams defense, forcing the Saints to turn the ball over. Andy Dalton back there, he will give it up, right? So, Will we see Jameis this week? I don't know. But the Rams defense continue doing what, they're, they're, what they've been doing. And then the offense, run the ball. We got some boys back there. So come on, believe in the Rams. Let's go. Yeah, I like that. Believe in the Rams. Come on, let's go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think sticking with the offense here, I think you got to diversify the passing attack with cup out, you know, uh, get Robinson a hundred percent involved, make him the main chick, but there's no need for like two, two at well. All right, Cam. I'll be honest with you. Tutu Atwell better not be a healthy scratch this week, or I am going to say something because come on now, this is the time he's the second round pick in 2021. Uh, You know, he's got that deep speed. He's already won over the top against one of the premier corners in the league in Trayvon Diggs. I I mean, what else does this guy have to do? I know he may not be showing out in, in, you know, practice and that probably has a lot to do with it. Uh, But you know, some guys just aren't practice players. I know that's not really an excuse, but when a guy is contributing and he is your most explosive play aside from all the, like if, if you take away Cooper cup, like the last explosive play they had on that level was two, two out. Well, and he's been, you know, a healthy scratch. So I understand, you know, you probably want to get some Lance McCutcheon involved, right? You know, this, this guy that showed up, you know, UDFA uh, who had a really good preseason, the fans absolutely are chomping at the bit to see him. Cause there are a lot of fans that are calling the season over and they just want to see the young guys. But I actually think that he could help them. Um, I think you just got to diversify this room though. You can't just be all about a Rob. You can't be all about Skoranek or Van. I think you got to get, you know, maybe get some Powell involved, you know, definitely get Tutu Atwell involved and, and definitely see maybe, you know, Jacob Harris is out of elevation. So you have to sign him to the roster, uh, but maybe they do something like that and they get him involved. I think this is a golden opportunity um, and it's an exciting opportunity in a sense because, you know, Cooper Cup's great. And, you know, for one of the best receivers to ever play a game already. But now you get a chance to see some guys that may not have had that opportunity before. Um, and, you know, believe another guy I'll point out. Believe, believe yeah. in your guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, another guy I'll mention, Cam, uh, number 88, Bryson Hopkins. I mean, this guy stood out. You know, when when all bets were, were off and OBJ was injured, they didn't have Higby. Um, Kendall Blanton gets injured in the first play of the game in the Super Bowl. I mean, let's not forget Bryson Hopkins had to make four crucial catches to help them win that Super Bowl. I mean, we talk about Henderson helping. He kind of gets left out and doesn't get a lot of respect. 
Bryson Hopkins does not get a lot of respect. And I don't think he gets a lot of respect from the team because they haven't really used him much in the passing game. Yeah. Yeah. So like we talked about last last episode, getting away from the bad habits. Right. A lot of times the Rams they started off strong last week against the Cardinals, changed things up a little bit, had Skoranek in the backfield. And it was like, OK, this is nice. And then McVay went back to the old habits. And so changing things up a little bit. Right. Like you said, believe in your guys, you know, throw a mixed bag in there, have Matthew Stafford complete passes to different receivers this time. You can't throw the ball to Cooper Cup. Uh, every time and you know he's not going to be able to and so let's diversify that portfolio you know what I mean let's not bet on the yeah. same stock every every time let's let's change this up a little bit and so no FTX is, no no FTX my man I mean let's let's invest in some real estate let's invest in some businesses let's do different things when it comes to just the Rams offense because like you said there's a lot of players that can play ball um and me just being an undrafted player myself right like I've always wanted that chance to show hey like I'm on this team for a reason you know uh I work out in the offseason I work out during the season like let me put that to work and so um like we saw at the end of the Cardinals game right um with when it came to to Wolford passing to Jefferson uh in the end zone that touchdown like he was crying uh, on that hard, the, on the Cardinals hard knocks. He was crying to his dad because he's like, man, I finally scored. And like, they finally see me. They finally believe in me. And so ha- instilling that belief and that energy into all the receivers, all the players on that offense is only going to make the Rams that much better. I, I absolutely agree, Cam. And, you know, when I saw that video, I'm glad you brought that up because we've seen that before, right? You know, not hard knocks, but we've seen like, um, you know, mic'd up or whatever. And, you know, everyone has a field day. The media has a field day because it's Sean Jefferson versus Van Jefferson. And that, I mean, that's just awesome in general. Um, but they're never like, he's never that emotional. And I mean, you, I mean, you've dealt with injuries before, so I'm sure you, you understand the emotional aspect of it. But, um, you know, I, I felt like there was more to that. Right. Like, I felt like it's kind of everything that just kind of piled on. I mean, I know they just lost the game. That probably had something to do with it. It's been a tough year for him. You know, he he went through the <clears throat> the second half of last year, uh, didn't complain, didn't make a big deal about it. But we found out later on the entire second half of last year, he was hurt. And, you know, mm-hmm. then he's in the Super Bowl and, you know, Jesse Bates goes up and, and you know, takes the ball away. And, and that was a crucial point right before the half. Uh, where, you know, he had a chance, Stafford gave him a chance, and he just didn't seem like Van Jefferson, right? He just didn't seem like himself. And, you know, then we hear rumblings before the year. The worst possible news is that, well, not worst possible, but pretty bad news. Uh, When you're not expecting this, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, Van Jefferson might not play week one against the Bills. You're like, what? That's not good. And then all of a sudden it turned into, yeah, Jeff, you know, Van Jefferson's going to go on IR. And it's like, I don't like this. I don't like where this is trending. And I just feel bad for the poor guy because, you know, you put in all that, that work to get back. And by the time you get back, they're already three and six, you know, or three Mm -hmm. and five or whatever. And it's like, I feel like the competitor in Van is just like, what can I do to help them win? And so getting in the end zone, he felt like he was contributing because that game had to have been tough. They really were, they were in it, but the offense just went stagnant and they didn't really use him a lot. And and I know McVay spoke on that, um, but I was a little surprised to not see him use. It's probably because he's a little bit behind the eight ball and they're not running the offense the same way they were running it last year because of all the injuries. So I think that has more to do with it, but 
I don't know. Uh, I want to get and your one, thoughts, though. One quick one quick thing about that, too, right? Yeah. Like, one thing that, you know, our coaches always tell us, especially undrafted guys, is – you can't make the you can't make the club in the cold tub, right? When you're hurt, like you can't you have to be available. You have to be available, and a lot of times, whether you're undrafted, whether you are drafted, and you're, you're contributing to the to the team, it's hard to do that when you're in the cold tub all the time, recovering and you know getting healthy. And so for Van, he was doing a lot of that, right? He was uh, last year he was probably in the cold tub a lot, trying to get healthy for games and and whatnot, and then prior to the season, so. Being available is extremely important, and the fact that he's available now, he's healthy, it's only going to encourage him that much more. So I wanted to add that into into the piece there because I think that's extremely important. No, I absolutely agree with you, Cam. And what I was going to ask you is that as a, a former player, and I am I apologize, I don't remember, not saying you didn't have any, I don't remember you having a catastrophic injury. Could be wrong. You did not, right? You, you were pretty healthy, but... Um, you did get banged up. What is what is that like mentally, you know, where maybe you miss a game or two and you're thinking, especially as a UDFA, the mindset where like, man, no one drafted me. No one believed in me. Then I signed with the team and I worked my tail off and now I'm on the active roster. Like what obviously it's different because Van is a second rounder, but just from your perspective, what is that like mentally to suffer an injury in a game where it's not a cutthroat business. I mean, it is to an extent, but you can lose your job. Like even Jameis Winston across the other sideline lost his starting job. What is that like as a player? Yeah. So the best way I explain this to people being injured in the NFL is like having a car that's out of commission. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I know that hurts. Right. Cause everyone's had a car where it's like, hurts Hey mom, soul, Cam. <laughs> hurts his soul. Right. You ain't gonna hurt. Right. And so obviously Beyonce there. I love Beyonce if you couldn't tell. Um, but when it comes when it comes to your car being out of commission, like think about it, right? Like you have to call an Uber more often than not. You have to rely on your friends and family to take you around. And so in the NFL, like when it comes to being injured, that's like having quote unquote a Ferrari, right? When you're a professional athlete, you're a Ferrari or whatever you want to call car you want to call it, but it's like having a flat tire. And you pay that much money for a Ferrari. Having a flat tire is not good, right? Or having a, uh, you have to get the, the exhaust change or you have to fix something in that car. And so as a professional athlete, when your car is out of commission, just know they got more Ferraris in the back, right? When they, you hop on that phone, get another Ferrari. And so as a free agent, for me, I made sure that I was in the cold tub and the hot tub before and after every practice, every game, every workout to make sure that I was av- that I was available. Because if I wasn't available, just know that they're going to get another one that, you know, ready to roll and ready and, you know, ready to play. And so I think that's extremely important. And then on the flip side of that. Right. You think about the Todd girls, you think about, you know, the Van Jeffersons, you talk about the James Winston's. There's two sides of that coin, because when you're undrafted. Right. They can they can replace you pretty well. But also when you're you're drafted pretty high, they can replace you as well, too, because like, hey, I spent a lot of money on this Ferrari, but the Ferrari's in the cold tub. The Ferrari is out of commission. I need to go ahead and get me another one. And so put them on the trade block rather than sending them through free agency or cutting them like that. And so there is that dual pressure there. And so one of my coaches, Frank Bush, he always tell us, he said, guys, Make sure that you pray, you play, you play really well. That's extremely important. But he's like, the drafted guys are up here and the undrafted guys are down here. And so a lot of times teams look at the bottom and the top. 
the people that are in the middle, kind of around the middle, if you're doing well, playing well and crushing it, like, you know, you're, you're good. But a lot of times if you're on those edges, teams are looking to replace that to then build things up. So it's it's very important that guys have remain healthy and take care of their bodies throughout the Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24. It's funny because I was told from a player that I interviewed, um, and I won't mention his name because I don't want to put any pressure on him, but he uh, he said that it's better to be drafted in the fourth round than drafted in the first or an undrafted free agent. When you're in the middle, you're like, you're there, right? Like it's the expectations are like where you want them to be. It's like being in college. But when you're a first rounder, the expectations are skyrocketed. When you're a UDFA, it's like maybe the expectations aren't as great of you as a first rounder, but it's like a first rounder in the sense that like, it's basically a first rounder without like the security, right? Because you, you have to. So yeah, I, I absolutely a hundred percent agree with you. And that, that is a great take. And and that's why it was the, the dynamic you bring to the show is just incredible. Uh, especially it's not just the former player dynamic can you also played for the freaking head coach. I mean, that, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a pretty cool, you know, tip of the cap to you. Um, my next thing with the, the offense here. Um, you know, build up the resume, man, build up the resume, you know, like if you're able to run the ball consistently and you're able to throw the ball, you know, just because you want to do the screen or the screens are working and all that, like stop with the gimmicky stuff. Like if you clearly can throw the ball deep down the field, take a deep shot, you know, like throw it down the field. If you feel like that's not there, then use the short, the, the intermediate game. If the inter- intermediate game isn't there, use the short, but like, don't just force it to your receivers and bubble screen situations. Um, I, mm-hmm. I want to see less of that. And then lastly here on the offense, before we pivot over to your side of the ball, the defense uh, keeps Stafford clean. I mean, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, I think this offensive line has done the best job they could possibly do with how many guys have been out. Um, you know, I see a lot of people like talking about going after Carberry. I don't know what Kevin Carberry can do. You go into the season with this five in mind, you have picked this five you've coached and you've watched everybody in practice and you have decided, obviously Sean McVay has input, but you have decided that, Hey, these are the, our starting five going into week one against Buffalo. We're ready to run it back. And then everybody gets hurt. And it's like, well, how is that on Carberry? You know, he's working with what he can. So, um, you know, I want to get your thoughts on that though. You know, like, what are your thoughts in, in Ascension, uh, you know, essentially based on, you know, diversifying, we already talked about 
but building the resume like you know what i mean by that like like opening up the play action passing how important do you think that is to take down the saints uh this banged up saints defense yeah that's going to be big because the saints are going to blitz right and so that play action is going to cause them to redirect uh whatever they're doing their blitz path like hey it's a play action run this way i'm blitzing this gap but oh snap matthew stafford's rolling out this way and so i think that's going to be really important to throw them off a bit and then also too like you said protect matthew stafford i think that's going to be really important i mean my man's coming off concussion protocol health and safety of your starting quarterback or any quarterback or just any player in general is extremely important and so making sure that he's clean right so he can make great decisions and and protect the football and so um, that play action pass is going to be big making sure like you said believe in tutu throw the ball deep down the field that's going to be clutch as well henderson running that football and that's the way that you can protect matthew stafford is run the ball right run the ball (laughs) and we're going to be booing the face by the time we finish uh this season of podcast but run that Run the, run it's that every ball. meme, man. It's every meme with yelling, like loud noises, like the, yep. the office meme. That's just us, like, run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. And so, you know, if we run that ball, Matthew Stafford's protected, um, then you can open up the playbook there, diversify things, get Higby the ball. I mean, it's, it's going to be a more well-rounded team. And I think we always talk about this. People don't sleep on special teams. Riley Dixon, warm that leg up, young man. Get ready to go because Cooper Cup is out. There's going to be some changes to the offense a little bit. So Riley Dixon is going to be crucial in flipping the football field so the defense can get out there, make a stop, and hopefully, you know, pin the ball down and, uh, on the other side of that 50. So then Matthew Stafford doesn't have to work so hard to, to score points and to be successful. So it's going to be extremely important there. Yeah, and I mean, I would say the, the same about Matt Gay. I mean, you know, he's got to keep doing what he's doing because he's mm-hmm. been great. You know, when when they get him into his area, which is 55 yards and under, I mean, he's he's almost automatic. So, uh, you know, you got to keep him up. But now that with the defense, Rams rank 15th in DVOA. Uh, I hate that because, I, I mean, they should be so much higher. But, you know, that game against Arizona wasn't great, you know, and, and it does hurt. Uh, the Saints offense is 23rd in DVOA, so not great on that side. I, I don't know why Andy Dalton's starting. I have respect for him. Uh, you know, he's been basically since he was the franchise quarterback at, you know, Cincinnati, uh, he's been a really good mercenary. You know, he, he you know, hired gun, if you will, the, the Cowboys, the Bears. And now, you know, here he is with the Saints. But I don't know why they're not starting Jameis Winston. Maybe I just have more of a, a love for Jameis. I've always liked him. Um, and it kind of hurt to see that interview where, he, you know, he's like, it hurts my soul. Like, basically, this is the policy. You get hurt, you lose your job. Um, so I feel that. But also, I'm not the biggest Taysom Hill fan, like, as a quarterback, right? Like, I don't think Taysom Hill is a quarterback, but I feel like if you're not going to start Jameis, why are you not starting Daysom Hill? It seems like anytime that guy's on the field, he makes a play. Uh, so I'm going to say this right, right away. Rams defense needs to pressure Andy Dalton and mm-hmm. they cannot afford to let Taysom Hill trick them because we've watched all year long. This guy doesn't have to be playing quarterback. He can play. He can line up as a tight end in line. He can line up as a fullback, a running back, a wide receiver, or just right away a quarterback, like line up in the shotgun. And he's making plays. It's like as much as I don't like him as a pure passer for at quarterback, 
I respect him as a football player and man, he'd be the greatest football player ever. If he was in the leather hair, uh, the leatherhead era, because that guy <laughs> is unbelievable with the ball in his hands. I mean, he's electric. It, I, I, it doesn't make sense. Cam, everybody sees number seven on the field and yet they can't stop him. It's like watching Garoppolo. Everyone knows he's going to throw to the middle and no one can stop him from throwing right <laughs> up the middle, you know? Uh, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? You know, obviously it's, it, stupid right you have to pressure the quarterback but I, I feel like more so you really have to uh, like stop yourself from allowing T- Taysom Hill to trick your defense yeah you're right Taysom Hill so I played against Taysom Hill right when I was at the Buccaneers he's one of the better athletes that I played against in the NFL I mean the man plays special team so part protector right so he's yeah. sitting behind the rush and protecting the rush Crazy. like that's kind of wild like your backup quarterback protecting a rush like with his shoulders now blocking people, that's crazy. He's on kickoff, like punt return. He's on all these special teams. And then he goes and plays tight end, quarterback, receiver. Like, like what? What can you not do? So if you want to say Mr. Football, like he could be that guy. Um, he's he, a lot of a lot of respect for him. Um, he's he's next level. Um, he's then, got a lot of it around the league, right? A lot of it, a lot of respect around the league. I mean, at first, okay. So when we first saw Taysom Hill, he was returning kickoff returns. We were like, what? Like, who is this guy? What's number seven out there? (laughs) Get him out, right? But then you like, you play against him. You're like, I get it. Okay. like I I get it. The speed, the strength, the uh, Mr. Football, like Taysom Hill, Mr. Football. And then you think about this too, when Taysom Hill's in the backfield, the second most athletic person on that team Alvin Kamara. I mean, the balance and the strength that this guy has is insane. Like seeing him get tackled and still stay up because his balance, he's balancing on one leg and the angles that he takes and how smooth he runs the ball. It's, it's unmatched and catching the ball in the backfield, the angle routes, the mismatches that he creates against the linebackers and the safeties is, is unbelievable. And so making sure to stop oh, those, those two players, especially when Taysom Hills in the game it's a lot for a defense. And so the Rams run, the run defense has been pretty great. And so make sure to keep an eye on those players. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be key to win this game. No, I absolutely. I mean, you know, say what you will about Ivan Kamara and how maybe the season hasn't gone the way he expected, but I mean, even without much of an offensive line, they're still getting in the ball. I don't love the usage of him because I feel like he should be used exactly like Christian McCaffrey was against the Rams. And maybe that's hopefully use him this week. But uh, he is incredible. Um, I still can't believe he was at Alabama and like he couldn't make the the starting lineup. So then he transfers to Tennessee. Yeah, uh, it's just, insane. It's to have that much talent on a, a college team just should absolutely be outlawed. Uh, yeah, like, Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, like Alvin Kamara, like oh man, it's just yeah. it, it's nuts. It, it's it's absolutely bonkers, but. Um, yeah. So looking at those two, obviously I, I think the, the three X factors and are, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, so we'll hold off on that. But uh, another guy I want to mention, you mentioned him earlier, Chris Olave. The reason I'm not going to highlight him as much as those two is because I don't feel like the Rams, like the Rams already have that built in protection for a guy like that, because that bend don't break is to eliminate what Olave can do vertically. Um, the guy that I would worry about a guy that can make a lot of guys miss and uh, you know, has been doing it for years and all he needs to do is just get the ball, right? Doesn't need to be deep down the field. He's not the fastest on the field. It's Jarvis Landry. Okay. Okay. 
you know, Landry is just one of those veterans where, you know, you get to him at any point and he can make a, a guy miss. And, you know, he's, he's never been ultra fast, right? Like he ran like a four, seven, four, eight, whatever, uh, at receiver that that's not the fastest, but he's a very precise route runner. He's got great hands and, you know, this is a guy that's going to move the chains. And if you're playing off that, that's part of the, the issue with Ben, no break, you play off you know, those drops that you got, you know, against Tampa, because mm. I don't think we've brought that up is that while I want to give the defense a lot of credit, they did get away with the fact that Tom Brady threw some good passes that were just dropped uh, on third down, much less. Now you got Jarvis Landry sure handed. I mean, this guy's going to, you know, extend with one hand and catch it. I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it if he gets two. Uh, so now that you have him, maybe you could see more, you know, ball movement. Maybe you could see more chains moving. And, and so I think he's definitely a guy to look out for in this one. Another guy I'll mention is Rahid Shahid. I don't know if you've seen him. Um, he has been in special teams. Uh, he's the returner. He oh, could blow the game explosive. up. Yeah. He could blow the game up. I mean, he, he is that good with the ball in his hands. They start getting it to him a little bit in the offense. So he's an, he's a name to look out for. Yeah, the Saints, they have a lot of players on their team, right? Just like the like a lot of like just like the Rams, there's a lot of guys that can make plays, right? And so are they gonna use them? <laughs> That's the thing. Are the Rams and the Saints are gonna stick to the same habits that they've been using, or are they gonna diversify their portfolio? And so it's I think it's gonna be a great game. Um, because both teams I think they have nothing to lose. So it's like, hey, let's go ball out. And I think we're going to see a great matchup. We talk about the Bradley Roby. Uh, sorry, not the Bradley Roby, but the pass interference from the playoff game uh, a couple of years ago, right? Like, I'm sure the oh, States Nikhil are still – Nikhil, Yeah, Nikhil Roby, right? Like, still still feeling some of that animosity. I'm not sure what that's looking like, but I think it's going to be a great, a great uh, matchup here. You know – it's funny you bring that up. I had no idea the Rams have not. The last time the Rams played the Saints, Cam, I was at the game at the mm. Coliseum. It was when Drew Brees injured his thumb and Teddy mm. Bridgewater came in. It was also the game where Cooper Cup broke like eight tackles. <laughs> Remember that that crazy reception? Mm-hmm. Uh, he broke like eight tackles and went. And I'm watching it, right? I'm like, I can't believe what he's doing. Uh, this is before he blew up, too. Like, he was a really good, but he wasn't what we know him now. Uh, and shout out to Robert Woods, who had three blocks on that play. But mm-hmm. it's just funny because I didn't even realize, like, these two teams haven't played each other since 2019. And the last time they played in New Orleans was that game. So, yes, there's definitely some animosity, and I didn't realize it until I went on a uh, radio show uh, earlier this week um, that's, you know, based in New Orleans. And, you know, basically they're like, oh, it's the first time they're they're matched up since the Saints game. Unfortunately, you know, not the best circumstances, three and seven versus three and six. And I'm like, oh, crap, this is the first time since then. Yeah, they're going to get boo. (laughs) like crazy and the (laughs) funny thing is how many guys were on that 2018 team that are are not on the roster i mean like so who are you booing you're booing the (laughs) idea of the rams they are not even they're not wearing the same uniforms they don't have the same logo yeah (laughs) Yeah, they they have the same coach but it's like you know like aaron donald is like the only i mean there's other guys there but like cooper cup is even playing so you know to to you know, actually, it's it's funny. I was making um, a, a graphic for another a podcast, 
And I'm like, what the hell graphic do I put? Everybody, like, nobody's on the Rams anymore. So I just did Aaron <laughs> yeah. Donald chasing Alvin Kamara because I'm like, what else do I do? Yeah. But it, it's funny that you mentioned that because I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a great game. Um, those those feelings from the fan base, and they're gonna be riled up, and they're gonna be bringing that topic up. You probably see it trending on Twitter. You know, people oh, talking yeah. smack, especially if the referees aren't doing well, right? I know the Eagles games, the referees weren't doing well, so I'm sure the oh. referees are gonna be a hot topic this week. And so, referees, Rams, Saints, we'll see what happens. <laughs> the Rams should troll them and sign Nikel Roby Coleman. <laughs> Actually, that would be that would be hilarious. <laughs> that, that would be really funny. That that would be very funny. Um, <laughs> so we talked about the defense. Um, one last thing I want to say before we get into the X Factors final, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, I just wanted to say that if the Rams' offense isn't there, Raheem Morris needs to be aggressive because now I think the defense has to play offense. Essentially, they're going to need to be aggressive and and create a turnover. I I mean, I think we're at the point where this this team's not creating a ton of turnovers because of the way they play. They're going to need to create a turnover if the offense isn't doing anything. It's really that simple. Yeah, defense is going to have to score. Uh, we talked about it. Like, <clears throat> defense is going to have to score. We're going to have to see Bobby come through, right? I've always, I talk about it every podcast, but Bobby Wagner needs to be that guy. Demario Davis is that guy for the Saints. You know, watching the Saints and the Steelers play, Demario Davis is blitzing. You hear his name, all pro, X, Y, and Z. I want to see the same thing for Bobby Wagner. It's going to be like, who who's the best linebacker, right? Which one's going to be higher in the Hall of Fame class? Like, I, that's what I want to see. Um, so, and Bobby Wagner has his work cut out for him. Alba Kamara is no slouch. So it's going to be it's going to be a, a shootout uh, when it comes to the Saints and to the Rams and um, great linebacker play, which I always love seeing. So I'm super excited uh, for the game coming up this Sunday. Oh, absolutely. And now getting into the, the X factors real quick on both sides, I'll start with the Rams. I'm going to go with Kyron Williams as the X factor for the offense. I just think it's a no brainer. We saw a little bit of what he could do at the end of last week. That's always kind of evident that, all right, maybe they're going to use him next week. Uh, Gaze, you know, feet you know, out from under him and everything. So, so, you know, I think he's going to be the X factor there on the defensive side. I'm going to say a guy, and this is more of a shot in the dark here. Uh, they haven't used him in a while. I'm going to say Jacoby Durant. Because mm-hmm. this is somebody that made plays when he started against the Falcons when he was in there. He gets hurt, like we talked about. I mean, a big, you know, emphasis on this podcast has been about injury, right? And he gets hurt and he loses his job, essentially. And now I feel like as a rookie, he's trying to find his way back. I think there's been enough time that has elapsed that you can finally start to see him. David Long struggled. We, we talked about that. It's time to let the kid play. He was great the last time he played. Let's see uh, Jacoby Durant get out there and, and make a play. So that's what I'll say for the Rams. Uh, for the Saints, and then I'll, I'll throw it over to you. For the Saints, I'm going to say for offense, uh, it, this is going to be, this is tough for me, but I'm going to say Rahid Shahid because I think they're going to use him on offense. When you're a three and seven football team, you're and that doesn't have a first round pick, mind you. Um, you are going to try everything, you know, out there to try to figure out ways to win. And I think Shahid's going to be used a, a little bit in the offensive game. And I think he's an X factor. And then the defensive side, um, you know, I'll probably just go with who, who you just mentioned. Um, actually, his name just told you, Demario Davis. I, I, to me, with with 
Werner out, that's a that's a significant loss. He is a surefire tackler. And I just feel like at the end of the day, you know, you have Davis. Uh, you could probably also go with Tyron Matthew in this one because, uh, you know, you want to make some turn. You want to get some turnovers if they're going to throw deep down the field. You know, he's got that range. He's got that, that ability. Actually, screw it. I'll say the honey badger. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with the honey badger there for X factor, but, but what are yours, Cam? Nice. Definitely. So I'll keep with the saints, Demario Davis, um, <laughs> seeing him play is next level. He's always going to be an X factor anytime he's on the field. So, uh, I'm going to go Demario Davis there on the defense and then ooh, the offense. I mean, got to go Chris Olave. I mean, the man is, is playing lights out right now. I'm catching the football really well. So the Rams going to make sure to keep an eye on him at all times. Um, so those will be my two X factors for the Saints. And then for the Rams side, I'm going to go Van Jefferson. I mean, he was he finished off strong last game. I think he's going to carry that momentum. Um, I think this is his time to shine. So I'm going to go Van on the on the offensive side. And then on the defensive side, I'm going to go Nick Scott. I know I've been going Troy Hill a lot, Troy Hill a lot, but I'm going to go Nick Scott because I feel like on the back end, he has that spark, right? Outside of Jalen Ramsey, of course, um, I think Nick Scott is that spark on the back end. So I'm going to go Nick Scott for my, for my defensive uh, uh, X factor there. I like it. So we're going to wrap this up but before we do final predictions. What do you got, Cam? Yeah, I'm going to go final score here. I'm going to go 21-17 Rams. I got. I believe in the Rams. I'm going to pick the Rams every time there. So 21-17 Rams for me. So I'm going to be a troll here, and I'm going to say 23-20. The nice. same score, I believe, the same score that the Rams beat the Saints in the NFC title <laughs> game. Uh, no, I have nothing against the Saints and any Saints fans watching. I, I understand your frustration, so I'm not saying anything like that. But uh, no, I just think it'll be 23-20. Um, I see three field goals and two Allen Robinson touchdowns in the red zone. So, Cam, I think, you know, we're going to get our wish. I think Allen Robinson's going to be featured. He may not have all the yards in the world, but I think he's going to get two touchdowns. If this is a, you know, four-catch, 48-yard and two-touchdown game, that's a win for A-Rob. At least you're getting him, you know, the ball when it counts. Um, premium touches are huge. I, I expect Daryl Henderson to be used, uh, you know, quite a bit in this one. Uh, you know, maybe not just running the ball, but also as receivers, well as Kyron Williams. I think they're going to try to get Acres involved as well. Um, but we'll see. I'm I'm hoping we get some two two out well. We get some Jacoby Durant, uh, Brian Allen, David Edwards are out, so other guys are going to have to step up. It's a next man up league, and you know that that's that. But um, we both we have a clean sweep here. I know we've been picking the Rams to win. You can't really blame <laughs> us. This team should be winning games. I mean, you know, let's just we be believe honest in the here. Rams. Come on, so, the Rams uh, podcast. <laughs> so we, we believe in the Rams here. Um, you know, we we both had the Rams advancing to four and six with the potential to go five and six with a huge matchup against Kansas City next week. But until next time, I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch, and this has been the Believe in Rams podcast. Later, folks. Spring is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. 
Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.